Good morning, everyone. Um, you know, at this time, in this hectic rhythm of Christmas season, we just want to take time to reflect and remember of those that we love so much, but are not here with us today anymore. You know, um, for some of us really like the Christmas rhythm, I call it, and others are not so enthusiastic about it. I find that it starts far too early in my liking. Uh, I think this year after Labor Weekend, we already found Christmas items in the shop. And I said, no, this cannot be happening. <laughs> I don't want to go in the Christmas rhythm yet. And some of you say, oh, I welcome it. So we're all different. And even we celebrate Christmas maybe in a different way. Uh, I remember our first Christmas here in New Zealand, which is in the 80s. We arrived in New Zealand, and um, the first Christmas was quite a disaster, really, because how can you celebrate Christmas in the, win in the summer? <laughs> how on earth do you do that? We were brought up with have a white Christmas and warm inside, you know, by the heating. The food was different, nothing tasted the same, nothing looked the same. And so it took us quite some years for us as a family to come in the New Zealand rhythm of Christmas. Maybe you are here, you are from overseas, and maybe you feel sometimes that Christmas is just not the same. Because it doesn't look the same, it is not the same. And so I want to to strengthen you today, you know, when you think of your family that is overseas at this time of the year, and you know, we, I mean, not all can go at Christmas with our family and travel. You know, it says in the Bible that God watches over us while we are apart. That is just such a wonderful scriptures. So even though we can't be with us, God is watching over us when we are apart. I love that. Put my glasses on. So, it, oh gosh, it's large. At this time of the year, it always makes us also ponder and reflect on how the year was. And of course, we want to hold on to all the happy occasions and the happy times. But in the midst of everyday life, we all experience some shape or form difficult times. Sadness, hardship, loss of employment, a miscarriage, a marriage breakup, sickness that had just came out of the blue, still bereaved from a loved one, or a loved one just passed away just recently. You know, loss comes in many ways, and none of us are exempt from it. And the journey with our grief is different for all of us. In the olden days, I say olden days, because I'm old. In the olden days, uh, you had to go through all these steps when you uh, lost a loved one. I don't know if anybody remembers the Kubler-Ross steps. Thank the Lord we have moved on from that. <laughs> because it's not about going through hoops and through steps when we grieve. Grief is a journey. And um, 
And we all grieve in a different way. I love the word in Psalm 23, verse 4, that says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, because that's sometimes how we experience it, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Such a beautiful thing. So today we do set time apart to remember those who passed on this year, or maybe some years ago. It doesn't really matter. My mum passed away next week, 20 years ago. Do I do get over it, that she passed away? No. I don't want to get over it, because I don't want to forget my mum. I just want to keep her memories alive. And so a loved one, losing a loved one, is never easy. And it throws us in, in, a, in, a, in a rhythm that we haven't been before. You know, not sleeping, not eating, or always eating, whatever it is. <laughs> Weeping, withdrawn, we feel angry, we feel sad. Some of us can't express our feelings and don't say a thing. We are just numb. But it's a painful journey for all of us. And it can be further complicated if somebody has taken their own lives. That becomes catastrophic grief for those who are left behind. Most of us do not know what it is like. But there might be some in our midst who have experienced that, about a family member or a friend. And so in times like this, we have to be wise and refrain ourselves of telling others that we understand. Because although we have similarities, we know what it is to lose a loved one. We do not understand each other's grief journey. So advice is not always good. Just being with people is more powerful than anything. We don't have to fill this emptiness with words. Be with people says a lot. So with grief, you, you never need to get over it. I just said, say this today, you never need to get over it. We just get through it each day. And by the grace of God, we do get through it. And God gives us the grace to do that. I came across this beautiful message, scripture in the, in the message Bible. And it says, come to me, get away with me, and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Watch how I do it. This is Jesus speaking, okay? Learn the unforced rhythm of grace. Isn't that beautiful? Unforced. Because we do need grace when we are grieving. And grace is for at any time or any place. We don't have to behave in a certain way. God's grace is sufficient. 
and it's so unforced. Grace is strength. And grace comes from God. And so he empowers us to do life when we grieve. We grieve because we love. And it's so simple, but yet so profound. If we have never felt the joy of love, we would never feel the pain of grief. That makes me think this week, and maybe you all have, about Grace Milan, the British backpacker who came to New Zealand for her holiday, and how she died. And as a nation, we all hoped and prayed that she will be found and alive. And we know that was not the case. Today, we also think of her family and her friends because their lives are never going to be the same again. And like many in New Zealand, I'm deeply, I was deeply affected by that. What, what happened this week, to some, that's a beautiful girl. But I'm not only about this beautiful girl, Grace, also about the many others who have died because of violence in our country. And I grieve for that. And for the many people who did not have all these candlelight services, but all their families, they are all grieving too at this time of the year. So then I thought, you know, where does our help come from? In times like this, our help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. That is a powerful God, people. There's the one who made the heavens and the earth and we look into those mountains and those hills and we just wonder, where does our help come from? But it comes from God himself. The death of someone we know and love can be very confusing too. You know, it raises all sorts of questions in our minds of why or if, if only. How could God not stop this? I was thinking, how could God not stop this with grace and the many others who died in such a violent way? You know, we get angry. And I get sad and tremendously sad. And the best place to go to is to the Word of God. And so I came to John 11. And this was Lazarus, was a really close friend to Jesus and his two sisters, Martha and Maria. And so obviously Lazarus got ill and uh, Martha and Maria sent out for somebody to get Jesus as quickly as possible. Because why? Because he knew that Jesus could heal. And so Jesus got a message, but Jesus was not in a hurry. And, and by the time Jesus was arriving at their home, you know, people were all weeping and crying, and, and Lazarus was already buried for two days. And no wonder... Mary and Martha asked those questions. Well, if you had been here, it would not have happened. 
Well, why did you not come earlier? It is so like us, isn't it? So like us. We all have these questions too. And Jesus was just was moved to tears himself. If you read a chapter, Jesus was moved deeply because it was his friend, but it all was his, he saw his friends grieving. He was deeply moved. But then he assured them. He said, I am the resurrection and the life, and that those who believe in me will never die. That's what he assured Mary and Martha. And you know what happened? Lazarus got raised from the death. Raised up, sorry. From the death. And the people were all astonished because they'd never seen anything like it. And it must have been just, just phenomenal just to, wit- to witness that. But a couple of weeks later, Jesus himself faced death. And he went on the cross for us to die for our sin. But that was not the end of it. He conquered sin. But three days later, Jesus raised from the dead. That was marvelous. And so his resurrection is the chief guarantee for us all that he is the resurrection and the life. And whoever who believes in him will not die but had eternal life. That is such a great promise for us all. So when you are going through a difficult journey, it's really helpful when you have a tour guide. Even if you go on a trip overseas, and Yad and myself have done a few, and once we had a tour guide, and, you know, come here and go there. And, and because it's such an unknown country where we went. We went to Israel, and it was such an unknown journey that we went on this, on this trip. And so they showed us all the places to visit and, you know, where to eat and all of that. And it was good. But our journey in life is just as similar. Some of us have just a very unknown journey ahead. You don't know if God's going to provide for you. You don't know about this or you don't know about that. Because we not live by sight, we live by faith. And it can be quite an unknown journey for us all. Or when we face suffering, or death, or death of a loved one in particular. It's not surprising that we find comfort that we don't have to journey on our own. And so I'm glad you're here this morning because you don't have to do life on its own. We just really believe that two is better than one, or join one of our connect groups, and so when you can do life with others. We're not meant to do life on our own. The Bible picture of God is like a shepherd. It's a beautiful picture, and he just travels with us on the journey. And he brings strength and encouragement He brings comfort to so many through all the years, and maybe to you. In the book of Ezekiel, God speaks from himself that he is the good shepherd. And Jesus claims that in the book of John, that he is the good shepherd. But the words of Psalm 23, 
might be special helpful for you. There it really explains that he is the one who guides us, he provides for us. It's an image of God that in good times and not so good times, he guides us, he provides for us. And when we are hurt, he is more than able to bring healing. And when we are lost, oh, he just seeks after us and brings us back. A God who forgives, so beautiful, and restores those who have wandered away. He strengthens and he protects. It's just such a beautiful, beautiful picture of our God. And in the darkest hours, in our dark, in your darkest hours, I'm sure we all had a few. We had, I have my fair share. In those darkest, darkest hours, when you feel like you're walking to the valley of death, God is right with you. He's never going to leave us or forsake us when we go through all these difficult and dark moments. He is the one who gets us through. He is the one. He is the one who's called the God of all comfort. This is our God. You know, Jesus is, is a good shepherd. He's a good shepherd, but he also laid down his life for us to die for our sin. And he's now been raised from death. And he's promised each and every one of us today eternal life, which is just priceless. This is our hope. This is our hope. And it is that hope that anchors us. You know, if a boat is uh, in the sea or somewhere and it needs to, needs to anchor and it has not got an anchor, it will be tossed away by the waves. But as soon as you put an anchor down, this boat can be remain steady. And it's for us like it. Sometimes our grief comes in like waves, like a high tide, and it's overwhelming. And other times, it's ebbing away. But the hope that we have in him anchors us. I love it, the hope that we have. So today we learn again that our God is a God who doesn't change. Even your situation changed and will keep changing. Our God never changed. It says that our God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He is constant. I love that about our God. He journeys with us all the time. And so we have come to remember. We remember by being thankful. Thankful for our loved ones. You know, for who they were to us and what they have given us in our life and grateful how they touched us. You know, we don't stop loving our loved ones when they are dead. I think in death, we start to love them more. Although my mom has been, uh, been gone for 20 years, I honor my mom more now than 20 years ago. I respect her more now than I ever have. I am so thankful for the life and for the life that she's given me now even more. And so that 
what we do when today, when we remember our loved ones, we are thankful. We honor them. And we respect them. And you know, if you are here a parent, or if you are a grandparent, just keep those memories alive. By keeping those memories alive, it gives you comfort. But it also, that all those stories from our ancestors are not getting lost, but they are passed on from generation to generation. I now talk about my mom to my children and my grandchildren. And I just want them to know who she was and how she lived her life. So although it's a Remembrance Sunday, it's also a Sunday to honor, to honor those who have gone before us, to honor and respect them, and to be thankful. Let us pray. Father, we are thankful for today that we can take time out, Lord, to bring those loved ones before ourselves, but also before you. Father, we just thank you for each person here today. Father, we all have lost a beautiful loved one. And Father, today, may we come to that place, Father, that we can be thankful, that we can honor them for their life, that we respect them, Father, for who they were. And may we all learn from their life to bring it in our life. So, Father, we just thank you for that grace, that unforced rhythm of grace that's there for us, that gives us strength because it's from you. Thank you, Lord, for this time.